Amen. Praise God. Well, we are really blessed, church, this morning to have Pastor Andrew coming to share the Word with us. And so I'd love it if you could make him feel really welcome. Put your hands together at home as he comes to share with us right now. Let's do that together. Well, thanks, Nathan. It's great to be with everyone this morning. Uh, this morning, as we look at God's Word, I wanted to look at Psalm 46. Now, this week, um, three times in the space of 24 to 48 hours, God brought this uh, Scripture to my attention. And it's got the well-known phrase within it, um, be still and know that I am God. Uh, such an appropriate message and truth for us in this season. Um, and it is specifically a psalm that has been written for people that are going through times of trouble. Actually, I read this week that this was a psalm or a song that Scottish families, as they gathered um, with their families and friends to see off Scottish soldiers as they went to war, they would sing this psalm as a, as a comfort for one another. And throughout history, this psalm has brought so much comfort and strength to people in times of trouble. Before we looked at the psalm, though, this morning, I wonder if we could just take a few minutes to think of the context of our own lives. Um, COVID season may have impacted some of you greatly, others not so much. Some of you might even be enjoying the COVID season, but we all have times of trouble in our lives. And I wonder if you just stop and reflect, if you had a pen and a paper, you might write it down at the moment. Uh, what is something that you are wrestling with at the moment? What is something that seems very big or even overwhelming uh, in your life at this moment? Is there an internal struggle in your life in any way? Uh, what, what is the greatest challenge that you are facing in the moment? I encourage you to think upon these things and then bring them into the context of this psalm that we're going to look at today. So let's, let's read Psalm 46. I'll do that now. It's just an incredible um, passage uh, we will read this morning. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and he shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire and he says... Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Well, what an incredible passage that is. The, the imagery, the pictures that we see in that. And what we see 
is this incredible picture of strength and peace in the midst of worldwide calamity. There we have it, pictures, the earth giving way, mountains falling into the sea, waters roaring and foaming, mountains quaking, but in the midst of it is this powerful declaration in the midst of it, we will not fear. Destruction, calamity, but we will not fear. A tremendous, tremendous picture of strength and peace in the midst of the storm. Uh, When we read the Scriptures, uh, uh, there's many times that I read things like this and we're we're left with this decision. Like you, you can ask the question, is this for real? I mean, is it actually possible to have such a peace and a strength in the midst of what seems like incredible calamity? Is this actually legitimate? Or is it just a fanciful tale, a nice poem or something like that? And when we read Scriptures like that, we're left with this choice that we're, we either say, well, this is God's Word and this is for me and I can actually experience this peace and the strength in times of trouble as it says here or we leave it and say, well, it's just a nice thought. Well, I wanna say to us this morning as we look at this passage, maybe as you reflect at your life and some of the troubles at the moment or ones that you might go into in the future, I wanna say that this is God's Word to us, that He can give a peace and a strength that is beyond belief. And that's what we wanna look at here this morning. And the first thing I just wanna mention is put our focus entirely on God because what I feel the psalmist is doing here is trying to show us how great God is. The imagery there is it's on a global scale. It's global language. He is saying your God is bigger than you could ever, ever imagine, bigger than you can comprehend. It's like this psalm is a telescope. And what a telescope does, if you look at the moon, it looks small, but a telescope helps you to see how big and how great the moon is. This psalm is a telescope. It's, it's saying to us, you don't understand how great God is. You don't understand that He is in control. He is bigger than you can imagine. And the first thing we see in this psalm is that God is our strength. God is powerful. Now, there's many, many ways as we think of God and reflect on God that we can see that He is strong. You just have to look at creation. He spoke the world into being, the universe, the stars, the galaxies, the universes, like the universe, He he created that. If we look at the, the parting of the Red Sea, we see God's power there. He broke down Jericho's walls. He raised people from the dead. Nothing is impossible for our God. He is strong. He is powerful. He is mighty. But what does it mean for us to have God as our strength? Well, when I first thought about that, I thought, well, maybe it's like God is the source of our strength. And we, we don't live too far from here, just in Bridgman Downs. And the closest petrol station for us is just on Gympie Road. It's a, a little Caltech station there. And um, if we run out of fuel, I will go and source the fuel from that station. And then as I continue to drive around, that source will be depleted and we'll run out and we'll have to go back to get more from the source. Well, this passage doesn't say God is 
a source of strength for us. You know, God is not a source where we source strength and it remains in us and then it is depleted. Uh, this, this passage says God is our strength. And the reality is that God, His strength never depletes. His, his strength never runs out. His strength is always there for us. God is not just the source, He is the strength of the psalmist in here. And he says, I will not fear because God is my strength. And this is a reality that uh, the Apostle Paul knew quite well. And he talks about his own troubles or his own trials and tribulations. And then he speaks about his own weaknesses within them. In, in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, and God gives Paul this specific word and he speaks to Paul and he says, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. And then Paul says, well, therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. What a powerful reality. As he is weak, as he sees himself as weak, that is when Christ's power rests on him. The strength of God on him. We are nothing special in and of ourselves, Paul says, or, or, or this scripture says, but we hold an extraordinary power, the sustainer, the creator of the world. The, the world's message to us today, generally what we might hear is that you can do anything you want. If you try hard enough, if you set your goals, if you work hard enough, uh, you can do whatever you want, you can be whatever you want. And actually we can be inspired by this and we might even attempt to live in this way and we hear many inspirational stories of people overcoming great difficulty through hard work and determination and focus and all of these things. But in that, you are relying upon the strength of yourself, a finite strength. And even the strongest, their strength is still finite. In this passage, we see that the psalmist is not relying on his own strength, but one who has infinite strength. That is the source of his strength. He, God, is his strength. He has all authority. He has all power and he has control. One story throughout this COVID season that keeps coming back to me, particularly in the early days as we were being limited in what we could do in many, many ways. It, feel, it felt like we were being in, restricted in what we could do. And it reminded me of the story of Gideon. Here Gideon was fighting the Midianite army and they had 135,000 men and God whittled away Gideon's army till he only had 300 men himself. Now, why did God do this? Well, we find in um, Judges 7-2, God gives the reasoning behind why he uh, brought him just to 300 men. It says, The Lord said to Gideon, You have too many men. I cannot deliver Midian into their hands, or Israel would boast against me. They would boast, my own strength has saved me. So very clearly there, God is saying, I wanna teach Israel that it is not their strength. 
It doesn't depend on their strength. It's not about their strength. I've brought you to this position to realise it is all about me. It is all about my strength. I want you to rely and depend on my strength. Do, do you feel weak at this present time? Are there troubles or burdens or worries or cares in your life that seem far too big? Well, I want to say to you today, right here this morning, that your weakness is an opportunity for you to experience the grace of God. I'll just say that again. It's, It's an actual opportunity for you to experience the grace of God. Here, even this morning, as you listen to me, In that place of weakness, it is an opportunity to turn to God, to let go of your own striving, your own strength and say, God, well, here is an opportunity. You say it. You say you want to be my strength. I want to trust you right now that you might experience God's grace. Take him at his word here this morning. As we continue on, we learn that God is our refuge what do you picture when you, you see uh, or, or hear refuge? Maybe a fortress, maybe one of those eight metre high stone walls around a city that places or creates protection for a city and for, a people, for a people against danger and attack. You might not have ever heard, but there was one night I actually needed refuge. I've never told this story before, I don't think. Now I'm telling on the internet for all to know. Um, but I was in danger. I needed safety. It was actually during O Week um, at the residential college when I started university. Um, I was only 17 year old, and I must admit that uh, O Week was quite a surprise for the Christian country boy that had come to the city. In the first morning, I'd survived the 5 a.m. wake up, the parades where we'd be hosed down with fire hydrants and given our fresher caps, a swimming cap with our fresher name on it. But throughout the week, there became word that would get around us that uh, we were about to play running man one night. Now, none of us freshers knew what running man was all about, but gradually we were drip fed some information about running man. And we got the picture that it was the fresher guys, maybe 30 or 40 of us, all on the terrace there at our college, lined up in a, well, maybe in a, in a group. And then we would be released for a few seconds to run before the, the second to fourth year students would just chase us. And uh, we didn't know what was going to happen to us, but we knew that it wasn't going to be good and no one wanted to get caught to find out. So here we were going to be playing running man. And it set off and Flaming Lumber, that was his fresher name, Flaming Lumber and Bert sprint as fast as they can, as far as they can and ended up lost um, on Swan Road. Another guy, Joel, just ended up gripped with fear in the one place. And as I was talking to my mate last night about this story, he said it was like he was immobilised and needed to go to a mental hospital. Uh, Two blokes ran into the university and somehow got stuck in a lift and others were caught in the bushes or hid in the bushes around that area. And maybe you ask, well, what did you do? Well, as we got word about what Running Man was like, um, a mate of mine, his uh, fresher name was Booney, he was a cricketer also, we hatched a plan. 
The principal's daughter was also in our year level and we'd arranged that we would run directly to the principal's house, knock on the door and go straight into the principal's house. And before long, we knew that we were, we were sitting on the principal's couch drinking hot chocolate while everyone else was fearing for their lives, running for their lives and their older students were chasing them. Well, actually, even them, they didn't chase them for too long. The fear had set in. Half the game was just getting everyone fearful and running for their lives. But there in the principal's house, on that couch, we found a place of refuge, a place of safety, a place where we were protected from danger. When we are fearful and anxious, God is our refuge. He is our safe place. He is the one that we can run to. He is our secure place from danger. In Him, we find this perfect place of peace. We run to someone who does not only love us and care for us, but he has control. My mate Booney and I knew that the, no one was going to come after us in the principal re- residence. Even if they knew that we were there, no one was going to come and knock on that door and the principal was never going to allow anything to happen to us that, was not, um, that would endanger us. We were safe and secure. And as I reflect on that story, I think about all the different responses to fear and anxiety and the trouble that came. One guy just hid, riddled with fear in mental turmoil. Bert and Lumber just sprinted for their lives and just did not stop until they were lost. Some probably chose to fight and and, um, see how they would go in a pretty tough uh, situation. Some hid but we found refuge and peace. Do you know that God is your refuge? In times of trouble, in overwhelming times, in your situations, your challenges, how are you running? Where are you running? Are you running crazily to try and get it sorted out or running for your life? Are you fighting against it and striving to do your best in the circumstances? Are you immobilised by fear in this time? Well, I want to say here again, God has this amazing promise for us that He is our refuge. As we run to God, He is our safe place. We can find perfect peace and security in Him. I want to tell you this morning, whether it's right now in your present situations or in the future, when you find yourself in trouble, you have amazing promise, an amazing God who has His arms wide open for you to run to Him as your refuge. As we continue to go through the psalm, it says He is our ever-present help. What, what, What an encouraging reality that there God is as our ever present help. Back in pre-COVID days, uh, seems a while ago, I used to take our children to the playgrounds. And uh, there was one at Karamundi, I think it is, where there's a monkey, monkey bars that they climb across. And my boys, uh, they, they will last on those monkey bars for a little while. But my general position or posture when they're on the monkey bars is to have my eyes fixed on them and to be there ready to catch. Because at the moment they lose their strength, I'll catch them. I'm ever present. I'm their ever present help 
in that moment? Do you, do you understand? Do you know that God is your ever-present help? There He is, just ready and waiting for you. Another activity in our family in this season is having backyard campfires. And just at the back of a house, we don't often go there, but we can open a gate and there's a little stream and some trees and there's plenty of wood out there. And we've been going there recently to get some wood for our campfires. And just recently, my son, Ben, who's only three, said, Dad, Dad, let's go and get some wood for the fire. And I said, yep, let's do that, Ben, great. And he just sprinted, sprinted towards that back gate, maybe five or 10 metres before he realised that I hadn't moved. And he turned to me and says, Dad, 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 you have to come. And for Ben in that moment, everything was okay if Dad is in the picture. If Dad is with me, everything is okay. And it's incredible as we read scriptures, how often in fearful situations, God says, I am here. Do not fear for I am with you. In Isaiah 41.10, it says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Even in Psalm 23, it says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. There's that promise, His presence, ever-present help with me. He says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. God is our ever-present help. I I don't know why it happens. Um, It's my instinct too. But sometimes when we're going through really tough stuff, sometimes when there's trouble, we feel that God is distant. For whatever reason, God has forsaken us or left us or He's distant in that moment. But the reality is, let's not trust our feelings Let's trust the the truth, the Word of God here when He says, I am with you. I am your ever-present help, ready to catch you, ready to help you in whatever you're doing. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. As we continue in the psalm, we come to these verses in four and five where it's this contrast of another city in this this tumultuous time where it says, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Like pictures of of streams, not not, um, storms and uh, the oceans raging, just streams. And it's the holy place where the most high dwells. It says, God is within her. She will not fall. You see that? She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. And as I look at this, I just want to bring this into our context now, even after we've just celebrated Easter and look at the work of Christ. Because now we realise the dwelling place of God, the, the Most High, is actually in us. We are the temples of the Holy Spirit. It says, she will not fall. This is us. This is a picture of us, God living in us. We will not fall. And it's because of what Christ has done for us that Christ has come, He has reconciled us to God, that as we come to Him, as we put our faith and our trust in Him, as He forgives us, we come into relationship with God and there's this amazing reality that we receive the Holy Spirit, Christ in us, and we are then seen as being in Christ also. 
That is what Christ has done for us. And I wanna say to us this morning that this is our fortress. This is where we are secure. We are secure in Christ. We are secure because of what He has done for us. So as we look at this, I wanna sort of explain it in the following way. There's so many things, so many promises that Christ has done for us that become our refuge place. So over to my right here, I've built a a refuge. It's it's a wall that we could live behind and that we could be secure behind. But in it, it it is the reality or the truth and the promises of God that I, in Christ, I am loved. In Christ, I am forgiven. In Christ, I am chosen. In Christ, I'm a new creation. In Christ, I'm more than a conqueror. In Christ, I'm not condemned. In Christ, I'm God's workmanship. In Christ, I'm provided for. In Christ, I'm victorious. And we don't live behind this refuge. This is who we are in Christ and we live it out. And we live out that truth in the, the, the promises of the gospel. We live it out wherever we are in the midst of a storm. We live out this reality that we are secure, that we are secure in Him. And speaking about this security, Tim Keller uh, reflects on a sermon that Jonathan Edwards wrote when he was 18. And he said there are three key things um, that the Christian has that gives them security in troubled times. He says, the first thing is that bad things will be turned around for good. That's Romans 8, 28. That's the the promise of God, that He will turn those things that are bad out for our good. The second thing is the good things that will never ever be taken away from you. These things that I've just mentioned here on this wall, they will never ever be taken away from you. They cannot be taken away from you if you are in Christ. That's the second thing. And the third thing that Jonathan Edwards says, the best things are yet to come. The worst thing that can happen to us here on earth is that we lose our life. And then when we do that, we go into the presence of heaven to be with God forever and ever and ever. That's the worst thing. And he says, the best is yet to come. He says, with these three things, we can be secure. And and I want to encourage you, even those that are listening to me that may not know Jesus, maybe you don't know the reality of living in Christ. You might look at a picture like this, how can there be security? How can there be peace? How can there be strength in this situation? It looks impossible. Well, I want to tell you that it comes from knowing a God who has created you and a God who loves you. And then if you don't know Him, that you might put your hope and your trust in Him even today because that is our security. That is our strength. He is our refuge and He is with us. And just as we conclude today, I wanna go to that special verse, verse 10, where it actually is like, you read this psalm and then it's like God speaking directly to us. He says, be still and know that I am am God. And as I think of these two words, it's like they're interrelated. We will not be still until we know He is God. Be still in this, in the the Hebrew means to stop striving, to actually surrender, to actually admit admit defeat and admit your need to actually let go 
and to come to the end of yourself. And in this, as we recognise who God is, how great He is, this telescopic view of how great He is, when we do that, we are able to stop and surrender, to stop and to let go, to stop striving and to be still in that moment. And as we do that, as we be still, as we surrender, we see in greater measure, in a clear way that He is God and His presence, His supernatural presence and work is in our lives. This week, um, I wanna challenge every one of us to stop this week to stop and be still. I don't know about you, even in this COVID season, very quickly, I become busy. Uh, I think I have a gift of trying to be busy. But I wanna encourage all of us to be still this week, to set aside a time to just be still and know that He is God. Maybe for you, that's journaling. Maybe it's going for a walk. Maybe it's listening to worship music, whatever it is. Find a quiet place and be still. And when I say be still, I I firstly mean, yep, be still and listen. But secondly, in the internal workings of your heart, be still. Whatever is worrying you, surrender it to God. Whatever is a big trouble or a challenge in your life at the moment, hand it to God. You might even wanna write it on a piece of paper and give it to God but be in a place where you're still in um, physical activity and be still in handing things over to God. And as you surrender, as you give those things, recognise and put your trust in the reality that He is God, that He is your strength in that circumstance that He is the refuge that you can run to. He is your security and your peace and recognise that He is with you. Be still and know that He is God. Let's pray together. Well, Lord, um, we wanna thank you for these tremendous, tremendous, tremendous promises of God. It's not just a pipe dream, God. It's not just a fanciful idea. This is the reality that you are in control, that you deeply, deeply love us, that you desire to be our strength, to be our refuge. You desire, God, for us to know every moment of our lives that you are with us, that you are our ever-present help. And Father, even now as I pray, I wanna pray for anyone that maybe you're speaking to right this morning, that Lord, in their weakness, maybe they feel it's out of control, whatever it is, Lord, it's true that that is an opportunity, God, for them to experience, for each one of us, Lord, in our weakness, to experience your grace your power being made perfect in our weakness. Lord, help each, each one of us to bring our weaknesses to you, to experience your grace. We wanna experience the living God in our lives. Help us to surrender, help us to stop striving, God. And Father, we pray that, Lord, we might, along with this psalmist, have such security that, Lord, my, the mountains might fall 
The oceans might rage, but God, we would be people who are rooted deeply in You, that have access to or are plugged into a strength that is not our own, that our strength is You. Lord, as Your church in these tumultuous times, help us to be a beacon of light. Help us to be different in this season, we pray. That Lord God, we would represent You. And and just as crazy as it might seem in this psalm, people would say, how can You have a peace? How can You have a strength? Well, let me tell you, I'm not strong, but I know a God who is faithful. I know a God who is strong. And Lord, I wanna pray that we would be great at pointing people towards You, Jesus. We thank You, Lord. Thank You for Your amazing promises. Thank You for Your, your, your greatness in this world, Your greatness in our lives. We love You. We worship You. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Well, we're gonna continue to worship in our service here this morning, but we, we will sing this amazing song called Be Still. Uh, be still and know that I am God, He says. And in this, you can um, just, maybe you wanna even just listen to the words and just meditate and allow those words to sink into your heart. But He silences your fear. You can know that He is in control. You don't need to be afraid for He is with you. Let's worship together wherever you are. Yeah, let's do that now. That is the message of the good news of the Gospel, that God has revealed His great love to us, that His goodness, His kindness and mercy, we can experience that person in our own lives. And if you've been listening in this morning, if you sense God speaking to you, but you're thinking, well, I don't know that same peace in my heart. I don't know that same confidence. I don't have a trust in a Creator God who holds all things in the palm of His hand. Well, this morning, you can know that peace. You can know that freedom from fear in your own life. And if you're listening and you sense God speaking to you, then I wanna encourage you to respond to that message this morning. You can do that. Uh, if you're watching on the Bridgman Live platform, just by simply clicking that respond to Jesus button right now, just to click on that. And by that, you'll be letting us know that, that you wanna respond to Jesus. You wanna place your faith and trust Him. You wanna know that peace and assurance and that confidence, that freedom from fear in your own heart. You can do that. If you're watching one of the other platforms, then you let us know too. Email prayer at bridgman.org.au. We'd love to pray for you. We'd love to send you some information to help you as well. This is the best decision you can ever make in this life. So I really wanna encourage you to respond to Jesus, respond to the good news of God's love for you and for this world. Let me pray as we conclude our time together this morning. Let me ask for God's blessing now. Heavenly Father, we thank You. Thank You for this time together. Thank You for Your presence with us. Thank You for the good news, Lord, that You are with us, that You are for us, that we can trust You, great God, that we can be still and know that You are God and that You love us so much. And so I pray Your blessing on each and every one listening in, wherever they're tuning in from, great God. May they know Your love, Your presence, Your peace resting on them right now, I pray. And I ask this in Jesus' mighty and powerful Name. Amen. Well, thanks so much for tuning in with us this morning for our services. Don't forget our service tonight at six o'clock. You'd be so welcome to join us again. But we look forward to sharing with you again really soon. God bless. Thanks for joining with us for our service today. If you sense God speaking to you or you'd like to find out more, we want to help and encourage you on your journey of faith. You can reach out to us via our website or email hello at bridgman.org.au. And don't forget, if you have a prayer need, we'd love to pray for you. And you can fill in a prayer card on our website or email prayer at bridgman.org.au. 
I'm praying God's blessing for you this week and we look forward to connecting with you again soon.